For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Michael Stelzner, and I am your host, the host of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. This is the show for marketers and for business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm so excited about today's show. I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit deep into the forest with Jim Kukrell, who is a digital book expert. Yes, you heard me right, digital books. Today we're going to explore the advantages of publishing your very own ebook. For example, think Kindle. Uh, we're going to talk about all the advantages to that and why you as a marketer or business owner should give a hoot about ebooks at all. I think you're going to find it a lot of value as you start thinking about next year and all the things that you want to plan for next year. So with that, I've got a really cool discovery that I want to share with you first. So let's go ahead and share that right now. After untangling a school of anacondas, look what Michael Stelzner found. Have you ever wanted to create a really easy way to create a pre-crafted tweet? For example, let's say that you've got uh, a really cool blog post and you wanted to create a simple little um, hot link that uh, tweeted some of the text in the blog post. Or let's say you've got an event or a product and you wanted to pre-craft a tweet that said something like, I really love um, social media marketing world, check it out, and here's a link. Uh, if you ever wanted to know how to do that with a very simple click, well, there's a really cool tool that I recently discovered called click2tweet.com. That's click2tweet.com. And basically the way it works is you just go ahead and you type in your tweet. You have 140 characters. Uh, and you can paste in if you want a URL, and then literally click a button. And the end result is you get a special URL, often like a little bit.ly URL, and you can simply just share that URL or put that URL into, for example, a blog post, and whenever anybody clicks on it, exactly what you typed in will be showing up in Twitter. It's super easy to use, it's a free tool, click2tweet.com. Check it out and uh, let us know what you think about it in the show notes, which you can find at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 16. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show. Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. So with that, let's transition over to the interview that I know you're going to love. Let's bring on today's special guest. 
To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I am very excited to be joined today by my friend Jim Kukrol. And if you don't know who he is, he's the author of the book Attention and many different ebooks, including book marketing for Kindle authors. He's also the founder of Digital Book Launch and Author Marketing Club. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? Uh, excellent. Well, we're going to go a little bit off the beaten path from what we normally talk about. And today we're going to explore the world of publishing. Uh, we're going to look at what's happening in the world of ebooks and what it all means for marketers. And I just want to set the stage for those of you that are listening today. Uh, part of the reason why I wanted to bring Jim on is because when we get around this time of the year, oftentimes many of us think about maybe what our passions are and where we want to go in the future. And I just, and I know many, many people want to write books. So I thought I'd bring Jim on and kind of explore the topic. So Jim, let's start with my first question. Um, why should marketers or business owners care about what's happening in the world of book publishing right now, in your opinion? Well, you know, as a business owner, you know, one of the biggest things that you need is credibility. And, you know, how do you get credibility? You get it through social proof of testimonials. Uh, you get it through building a brand and doing great work for people for a long time. But when people initially come to you, one of the biggest things that you need to have is the ability to close a customer. Um, as a marketer, you know, that's your job, to, to give people enough information so that they want to give you business, whether you're doing it for yourself or for your clients. And having a book is just an amazing way for business owners or marketers or anybody who has a subject matter expert uh, about anything. It's an amazing way for them to get that credibility. And, you know, I've always said, you know, this is not new. People have said this before, but a business card, a, a book is the best business card you'll ever have. And it really is when you think about it, uh, the ability to walk into a client meeting and hand the co a copy of your book to a person and say, I wrote a book on the topic of the thing that you're going to hire me for. Or walking into an interview and saying, I wrote a book on the topic of the thing that you're going to hire me for, really is a game changer. Now, you should care because it's easier than ever to, to go out and put a book together and upload it in digital form and put it on Amazon for the world to see and for the world to download and buy. And also in print form. You don't have to have an agent. You don't have to have a, a publisher anymore. Anyone can do this in print and digital form. And it's the best of both worlds. So, Jim, I, I know that um, I remember that uh, you were on a session with Scott Stratton and uh, he was representing the, uh, you know, went the traditional route with the publisher and you were representing the self-publishing route. And I also know that you and I have both self-published books and we've both been through traditional publisher in this case Wiley so um, so many people that are listening right now have heard of the difficult nightmare scenario of going through a traditional publisher um, can you kind of explain why and of course there are some benefits to that right because they will help distribute the book and get it into bookstores and such but what's the flip side of that for somebody who um, doesn't want to go through the hassle of you know, trying to stand out amongst thousands of manuscripts or book proposals. What's what's the benefit here of, of just saying, you know what, forget the traditional publisher. I'm going to do this on my own. What's the pros and cons? 
Well, that, that's a three-hour podcast in itself, but uh, I'll try to sum it up into a couple couple tidbits here. You know, um, you don't have to do that anymore. That the, that was the old way of of having to do it. Remember before blogs. Remember when the only people who could put content on the internet were geeks like me who knew how to write HTML, right? right. Until content management solutions came around, and now anyone can put their their thoughts out there and their expertise out there. The same exact thing's happening with the book business now. You don't have to have a publisher who's been controlling the market since Gutenberg invented the printing press and telling you that you can't, your thoughts aren't good enough. You're not allowed to put it out there in the world. We're the publisher. We're going to decide what's good and what's not good. And that has all changed. So now anyone can just go easily take their thoughts and put it up online. And the thing is, is you don't need them anymore. They're in the business of paper. They're in the business of pushing paper, and the world is changing into the digital world. Yes, you can still do print. You can still do print stuff on print-on-demand. Um, you just don't need to print up 10,000, 20,000 copies of a book and let it sit in a warehouse anymore, which is the model of the traditional publisher. So uh, what has changed is anybody can do this now, and everybody should do it. In pre-conference, uh, we were talking about some of the stats of ebook consumptions, and you were mentioning something about... Um what is it, one to seven to regular books? Well, the, I looked up the exact quote uh, when we had the conversation, and it, it, here's how it goes. Amazon's CEO, Jeff Bezos, he said, for every 100 printed books they sell, they sell 180 digital books. That was the, that was the right one. So they're actually selling more digital books than they are print books. According to Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, the 800-pound gorilla in the space. So, yeah, and, and we should mention that Amazon is the world's largest bookstore, right? Yes, it is. And they started as a bookstore, which is interesting. And they've been able to keep that uh, moniker over all the years. And now they sell everything. But, uh, yeah, they, they move the most books. You know, I write um, uh, nonfiction books. And I'm also dabbling into fiction now as well. So I have eight uh, or eight books on the market right now, and one of them is traditionally published, and that was the first one that I did. Um, I had been writing ebooks forever before I had a traditionally published book come out in 2010, but ever since the traditionally published experience, I decided that it was better for me as a marketer, as a business owner, um, to be able to more quickly and easily and more profitably distribute my content in book form on my own, and I use Amazon to do that which accounts for you know, 98% of my sales at this point. Now, that can vary from author to genre to whatever, but if you really look at it, the majority, the vast majority of book sales go through Amazon. Well, this is interesting because um, I, I have aspirations to write fiction as well, and uh, I know we were talking about that also in pre-conference, and I, I'm curious... Um, uh, about the whole fiction thing, because I think so many of us that are marketers are definitely going down the path of writing nonfiction books about, you know, how-to books about our area of expertise. But I'm curious, what what have you discovered uh, in your research on the fiction side of things when it comes to ebooks? Is that a growing marketplace as well? Well, actually, that's the you know that they're going to tell you that nonfiction is still the biggest seller because when you think of nonfiction. You know, it's more, you know, it's more than just, you know, the genre that I'm writing in, which is like, you know, marketing and uh, self-help and motivation and success and those types of it's things. cookbooks too, right? Cookbooks. I mean, think about it. Recipes, cookbooks, 
you know, there's there's so many things that people are downloading in digital form and they want. And then on the fiction side, you've got the huge things like romance and vampire books and Sci-fi. erotica, which is so huge right now with Fifty Shades of Grey, you know. So there's a definite split, but you know, last report I looked at, nonfiction was still outselling fiction. Interesting. So let's talk about how consumers actually find eBooks because we know how they find real books. They probably go to Amazon or they try to go into one of the few bookstores in, in their town. But how, how does how does how do people actually find eBooks? Um, and, and and where exactly are they getting these eBooks? We know Kindle. I mean, that's the obvious one. Is there more? I mean, is there like a ebook store beyond Amazon that kind of houses all the ebooks of the world, or how does that work? Is there like a library of ebooks? There, you know. Well, I can talk about the future of ebooks and, and lending libraries and things like that, which is Amazon is kind of doing already. But pretty much, um, books are coming through. You know, people going obviously going to Amazon and looking for them, and other websites like Smashwords is another big publisher. Um, about $12 million a year they do, so they're very small compared to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and then, you know, of course, on, on Apple as well. But, you know, people are really going on to uh, Amazon or on their Kindle app dev- and their Kindle devices or their e-reading devices, and they're, they're discovering books that way. So I guess there that's really – There are a lot a- of other uh, websites out there that exist as well. You're seeing a huge proliferation. I can't get that word out today. Proliferation of Kindle sites, uh, sites who will recommend books and say these are the hot books of the day, and and blogs and things like that. So so and, and then of course you have the whole you know lending piece of it, which is uh, where if you already like a book, you can recommend it or loan it to somebody else right through your Kindle device. Wow. So, yeah. So, and then Amazon has this whole Select program, their Kindle Direct Publishing Select program, which is um, if an author engages them with the Select program, they give Amazon a ninety-day exclusive right for the Amazon to sell the book. In return, what Amazon does is allows you to make your book free for up to five days during that ninety-day period, so you can gain a whole new audience of people. Because you can give away, I, I've given away over thirty thousand copies of my books in the last year. So hold on a second, let's talk through that. So when you give it away free, does that mean they promote it for you? How how, do, they, how does the free how do people find out it's free? So Amazon has a couple different lists. When you go search on Amazon, you'll find the top one hundred paid list, the regular list. You can also click on a little link next to that that says "Show me the top one hundred free." You can also go into different category listings in Amazon's and find all the top free books of the day. They make it just a little bit difficult to find, though. So, but go into Amazon, start searching around, and look for the daily lists of all the free books. You can search by them by any specific genre you want, and you can download books all day long that, okay, that are so totally, totally free. You don't even have to uh, be uh, registered. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are going to ask the following question. Why in the world would I want to give my book away free? What's the benefit? Well, the benefit for me is I use my books as lead generators. Ah. Okay, so that's that's number one. So I was on a panel that you briefly mentioned before. You know, if people say, "Well, how do you how do you get leads? How do you sell books?" I said, "Well, I, I give my books away for free, and people read them, and they go, wow, that guy kind of knows what he's talking about.' Or I really enjoyed that, that book, or I picked up these great tips from the book. And as a marketer, first. You know, of course, all of my books are filled with calls to actions, back to 
schedule an appointment with me, download this other free ebook, come join my email list, I'll give you this. So I get contacted three to five times a week from people who read my books. Uh-huh. And they say, Jim, I just finished reading your book and you talked about this thing in your book that you did this and my business does this and boy, we need this. And so I get on the phone with them and a 10 minute conversation later, you know, potentially I turn that into a client. And, and let me just pause here, folks. And um, I've only written two books, uh, traditional print books. But I can tell you that when someone reads your book and they contact you, they are a warm lead. They are usually ready to buy. Do you find this to be the case, Jim? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, being in marketing sales as long as I have on the Internet, I mean, I've been doing this over 16 years working on the web. I've literally, literally been on thousands and thousands of sales calls. Okay, So I'm a, I'm a sales guy, too. And you can. And one thing you know as a salesperson is, you want good quality, warm leads. You don't want to spend your time on the phone talking to people who you have to educate, who you have to convince. When people read your book, and assuming it's a good book, we're just going to make that. It always has to be good. When people read your book, they feel like they know you. I write in a very conversational tone. I write just like I talk. And that's probably the number one comment I get when people read my books. They say, I felt like I was sitting in a room with you having a conversation with or listening to you, Jim. And then when they get on the phone with me, they're already sold. Right? It's just a matter of can I give them enough value at the right price at that point to sell them on my services or whatever, whatever it is they're calling me for. And a warm lead is, believe me, uh, you want to find ways to get those. And a book will do that for you. Okay, let's talk about the financials for a little bit here. And first, I just want to lay out the financials on a print book. Um, You know, Jim and I have both been published by the same publisher, um, Wiley. And I know that on average, Wiley pays a 15% commission on wholesale. So the way that works is you take a $20 book and you take 55% of that and you discount it 55% and you're left with $9. Then what you do is you take the $9 and you multiply that by 15% and you get about a buck 35. And you know, that percentage can go up or down based on the quantity of books that you sell. But bottom line is, you know, that's about what you'll earn is about a buck 35 for every print book out of that 20 bucks. So, Jim, now let's talk about the financials on the ebook side. How does that all work? The other yeah, the other thing you should mention is too is that um, you have to get to your earnout. So if they print ten thousand copies of your book, right? They you're not going to earn any of that commission until they sell all ten thousand copies of that book. Yeah, and, the, and right? but they have paid us on in advance, though we should mention yeah, but, that. Yeah, they'll give you a bonus, right? So if you can get a signing bonus to, nowadays, that's great. You should get one if you want to work. With, I'm never not saying not work with them. If you want to work with one of them, right. Do it. The, the difference is on the digital side is let's talk about Amazon specifically. So on Amazon, I can upload my book that I wrote last night to Amazon and I can price it whatever I want. However, Amazon wants to set the market price on digital books, just like you know that movie Trading Places from the 80s. They want to set the price on pork bellies, right? They, they want to control the price. So what they do is they have said that if you price your book between $2.99 and $9.99, they will give you 70% commission on your book. So 70% you book, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the actual retail price? Yes. So if you sell your book for $9.99, $10, you are going to make 7 bucks every huh. time the book is sold. Okay. 
if you price your book below $2.99, so from $0.99 cents to $2.99, you can only get 35% commission. If you price your book over $10, you can only get 35% commission. Why do they do it that way? They do it that way because they're trying to set the market on 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 ebook prices and they know and by the way I mean they have billions of transactions they know what sells at what price point so they're they're making sure that you, you know, the carrot and the stick they want you to price it at there now the whole pricing thing can be difficult you know some people will say well Jim I'm just going to make it 15.99 well you may not sell as many and you're only going to get 35% um some people say well I'll make it 99 cents then Jim well, here's the thing. Some people, different genres, you know, you write a book about email marketing and sell it for 99 cents, not a lot of people are going to buy it. Why? Because let's go back to marketing and sales. If it's only 99 cents, what's it worth? So right? what, what so do you sell your you, books for? So when you talk about pricing your book and what you can make from your books, it's going to vary. There's never going to be one right answer. It's going to be your genre. It's going to be who your audience is. And it's going to be how much you want to make and what you're using the book for. Are you using it more for leads or are you using it to actually make some money? So now, now here's the, where the discussion gets interesting. The good news about what I hear you saying is you can earn a lot more money on an ebook sale when you self-publish than a print book sale when you go through a publisher. Um, the only difference is that you don't have that kind of advance working for you. But um, that's pretty interesting now. The Kindle pricing is it pretty much the same on the i, what do they call it? iTunes, uh, the Apple Store, or in the Nook and all these. I mean, are they all similar as far as their models, or is every single one of these guys different? Um, they're all a little bit different. You know, I mean, the the problem is is we we don't have enough competition right now. I mean, I'm a fan of Amazon, but you know, they're so big that they can do whatever they want. Right. You know, I would love to see somebody actually compete with them, like. I was, was hoping that Google Books would come out so that Google Books would come out and say and then Amazon would be forced to pay us even more commission you know, and things like that. So they're all just a little bit different. But when you look at it from the scheme of making money digitally on your own self-publishing versus a traditional publisher, absolutely. The, the opportunity to actually earn revenue uh, is a thousand times better, which is something I never got about traditional publishers. And, but, but when you think about it from their perspective – like I said earlier, they're in the business of paper, right? not in the business of stories. And that's where their money comes from, in the business of paper. And it just doesn't play out in the digital world. So let's say that I'm thinking about writing an ebook because you've done a great job of convincing me. Um, are there any special considerations that uh, an author needs to keep in mind when they're producing an ebook? For example, the length of the book compared to a I regular asked, book. Yeah, I get asked that question an awful lot because there are a lot of things that stop people from wanting to from writing a book number one because they've been told for hundreds of years that they couldn't do it right they, they publishers said you can't do that only we can do that only we can decide right so now once they're starting to discover that they can do it themselves they have all these secondary questions like how long does the book have to be and i always answer that question with look it can be a thousand words or it can be a hundred thousand words you know the reason that uh, wiley forced us to write a book that was at least 72,000 words. I know mine was 75,000 words. The reason they did that is because that's the nice length that fits into a shelf on a bookstore in terms of paper, and it looks thick and everything. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, 
you don't have to do that. You could literally write a book that's 5,000 words and upload it, it, it and, and sell it. it. A story and information is not about length. You know, this is, this is that trap that people fall into and they think, well, it's got to be 100,000 words and I could never write a 100,000 word book, so I'm just never going to write a book. I have a book on Amazon right now that is a short story that is 8,500 words. And I sell it for a couple dollars, and I sell probably forty or fifty of them every week or so. But you know, it's it's a great story, and people love it. And it means nothing that the the the, the length is not huge. Does the consumer it, know the length when they buy it, like they do on Amazon with a print book? Uh, yes, when you upload a book on Amazon, it will kind of uh, give uh, the digital version will kind of say on the screen. It will tell you uh, that it's um, a certain length. And the other thing you got to remember too is a lot of people use the look inside feature on Amazon and they go and they read the first 10% of the book, which is what Amazon makes available to anyone who wants to see it before they buy it, which is why it's very important to include some of your best stuff in the very beginning of the book instead of loading it up with a bunch of nonsense that doesn't help people decide to buy the book. For the bloggers that are listening today, um, do you have anything special to say to bloggers? Um, is there any connection between blogging and ebook creation in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the story. Of what I did, I had been blogging since two thousand and one, uh, and I stopped blogging consistently about three years ago. And I, I, I um, decided to publicly. I said, "I'm going to stop blogging." And everyone laughed at me and said, "Why are you stopping blogging, Jim? This is ridiculous." Well, the reason I stopped blogging so much, because here's what I found. I found that it's great for search engines. We all know the reasons why people blog. It's still good to blog. But my goal was to write 20 to 30 books over the next five years, you know, or more. Wow. And I, yeah, and I, and I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there slowly, but I'm getting there. But when you think about it, all the time and effort I was putting into writing 500,000 word blog posts, Worst time I could be making chapters. And I would say to a blogger right now, don't, you don't have to quit blogging, but I want you to just think about something for a second. Are you going to get more out of 20 blog posts you write or are you going to get more out of a 30,000-word book you're going to write that has 20 individual chapters that could each one could be a blog post long-term? Which one's going to fit your goal better long term? Is that going? Which one's going to help you get more clients? Why couldn't you have both? Right. Right. You could have both, and that's what I was going to say next. Why not take what you have and take those things out and retrofit them into a book and sell them, sell it as a book? I mean, the, uh, my friend Nina Amir has a book out called uh, "How to Blog a Book," and basically, that's exactly what she teaches you how to do: take your content. Bring it in, put it under one cohesive title, put the chapters in, format it, get it up on Amazon. It's a whole new content distribution model for you to have, and you can still keep your blog. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, Nina wrote an article about that for Social Media Examiner, and folks that are listening can just visit Social Media Examiner. We'll be sure to have a link to that article in the show notes as well. Um, Jim, let me ask you about the marketing of the actual, the launch and marketing of the ebook. Is it, this, is it pretty much the same process as launching and marketing a regular book? Um, any tips you want to share about how to actually launch? Well, you know, as an internet marketer, uh, you know as well by releasing products and things, 
you know, you need to start marketing before the product's done. You know, and, and I've always said that, you know, book marketing starts at book conception. The, the, the day that you have the idea for the book is the day you start marketing it. You know, so you go on to social media and you go on to Facebook and you tell your friends, hey, I just had a great idea for a book. Here's what I think I'm going to call it. And then everyone says, oh, that's a great idea for a book. Here's, what, here's some suggestions for the title. Then you go on to Twitter and you do the same thing and, and so, so on and so forth. Then you go out and you have a cover made for the book. And you come back on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and you send it to your groups and your, your people and you say, hey, this is, there's, I had three different cover designs made. Which one of these cover designs do you like the best? And then you get your feedback from your group. You're marketing your book from the second you have the idea from it and you don't even realize it. You're building a warm list of people who will potentially buy your book down the road because you're telling them about it now, which is what everybody needs to learn how to do. It's not write it, then throw it in front of everybody you know, six months later. It's over time. You're going to blog about it. You're going you're gonna to show people revised covers. You're going to say, here's a chapter I wrote. You're going to try to push people onto an email list. Then, when your book is finally ready, then you have the ability to go back into social media or to your email list or both and say, hey, my book's finally done. You know that one I've been talking about for the last six months? Now you can go buy it. And then you have a, a much better chance of having a very successful launch. And you know, I do want to underscore what Jim is saying here because if you can get people to take action, maybe it's just giving you feedback on a cover or maybe it's you know something more those people are going to be more committed and find it more interesting when that book came out because they were part of the creation process. And um, I think this is brilliant what you're talking about. Jim, um, one last question before I ask where folks can learn more about you. Um, for the person who's listening right now who has an ebook inside of them, can you give a tip to help them get started? Beyond well, what we've already talked about. I mean, like many people are like, I don't even know where to start. Well, first off, just believe that you can do it. It's so simple. I mean, literally open up a Word document or a Google Doc or download a program called Scrivener, which is another one, and just start writing. Can you repeat that Scri one again? Scrivener? Scrivener, S-C-R-I-V-E-N-E-R, -E -E Scrivener, okay. which is a great, uh, great program for helping you write. So just start writing. That's the biggest tip I can give you. The time that you will spend creating content and putting it in a book format is going to be one of the greatest things you will ever do, believe me. If you write great content, you're putting it out there. And, and, and that feeling you're going to have when you see it up on Amazon or that feeling that your potential client or employer is going to have when they see your book up there, just get past the fear of the length of it, of the formatting of it, of all of that stuff and realize that it really is almost as easy, if not as easy, as writing a blog post. It's just taking a collection of your thoughts, putting them in one formatted thing. And by the way, the format is not difficult. All you have to do is put it into a Word document and, and you can literally upload a Word document to Amazon. It wow. doesn't have to have any special spacing, all this stuff. I mean, there are things you can do to make it a little bit nicer, but it's not necessary. Get beyond the, the, the simple fear that you have that you can't do this and the technical things that you, you didn't know about. You can have fear about them because you didn't know, but now you do. And just make it happen because 
what you're going to find out is that, like I said, it's the best business card you're ever going to have. And it's going to dramatically change the way that your business or your brand is perceived in the marketplace. Not only that, you're also going to get the potential profit from the digital sales of the books as well. So, you know, I hate to use the, the old Nike line, they hope they don't sue me, but you really just kind of have to do it and get beyond that fear, and you will thank yourself later on. Jim, this has been really awesome. I don't know about the listeners, but I'm kind of inspired now. Um, if folks want to learn more about your digital book launch and author marketing club and anything else you've got going on, where, where would you send them, Jim? Yeah, you know, I own a business called digitalbooklaunch.com, and we are book marketing and creation services for businesses and brands. We focus on finding small business owners and business owners and individuals who know that they need to write a book and they just have no clue about how to do this stuff and probably don't have the time to do with it, to deal with the getting it launched and to get it written and all that stuff. So we help people figure that out. I also am uh, the founder of uh, a, a site called authormarketingclub.com, which is a free resource. I realized uh, during my book marketing learning over the last three years that the biggest thing that authors needed was ways to promote their books and more information on how to market their books in the very similar way that social media uh, in your site does it. Yep. You know, people need to have the solutions to their problems. At the end of the day, you know, that's what people need. So I developed Author Marketing Club to help authors figure out uh, how to get more promotion for the books and how to do that. So those things are keeping me very busy these days. And of course, you can always just visit me at jimkukrell.com. That's K-U-K-R-A-L. Well, yes. Jim, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today, uh, sharing your insights with us. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I appreciate being on. I'm a big fan of the, the site and a uh, big fan of you, Michael, and uh, I appreciate coming on. And everybody, I hope you go out there and, and, and make this possible because a lot of great things will happen if you do. Thanks so much, Jim. Thank you. Well, that was such an awesome interview. I hope you check out Jim's stuff also want to remind you that you can check out the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 16. Also, if you really enjoyed today's show, would you do me a favor and uh, visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. And if you do that, it'll pre-populate a tweet into Twitter and you can do it on your mobile phone saying that you love the show and letting your friends know about it. That's one of the best ways we can get the word out about this show. This does bring us to the end of the social media marketing podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and I'd love it if you would go over to iTunes and review our show and um, maybe write a little review and give us a star rating. That just helps get the word out about our show and all that we're doing. You can simply visit iTunes and uh, search for uh, social media marketing and you'll find our podcast. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored Podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored Podcast.